0: You know what I'm trying to explain to you about the Holy Spirit is this. Listen, have you ever tried to have a conversation with somebody that you care about, or just having a conversation, and they're on their phone? Has it, has it ever happened to you? Raise your hand if it ever happened to you. You're trying to have a conversation, and someone's on their phone, and they didn't even look up to see your face. So you're just like, you know what? If your phone or whatever you have is more important than my conversation, Jennifer. I'm going to leave to another room until you want to talk to me. <laughs> and you know what that's what that's basically what I'm saying is as Christians and as 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 men of God and women of God listen there's so many churches out there that don't allow the Holy Spirit in. And it's it's not that it's not that they don't want him in it's just we're struggling we struggle as men of God we struggle as women of God like how do I make it this is why the Bible this is what the Bible says see this is the stuff I just can't make up he says many are called some say many are called but only a few are chosen I'm thinking this many are called all are called but only a few want him Many are called, but only a few lift up the phone to answer it. Amen? If that's his words, I'm not making this up. And so Peter was trying to explain to them, listen, they're going to come to you, and they're going to make up all this stuff. He said, every single time they try to kill us, we grew. Amen? I said, amen? And so the interesting thing is, when's the last time have you heard of a martyr in the United States? Someone be getting uh, somebody costing their life for their belief. Well, if that's not the case here in the United States, then guess what we have to deal with? False teaching, false doctrine. That's the new killer. It makes us believe that everything's fine. It makes us believe that, guess what, we're doing okay. What if I told you I used to be involved with another religion that I'm not going to talk about because I, I, one thing I don't want to do is talk about another religion, but I was involved with another religion where I felt, hey, I can do whatever I want, to show up to church on Sunday, and it's okay, according to what I'm hearing. Right? And then when as Christians, as Christians, what we say is like, oh, I know what religion you're talking about. I'm so glad I'm not involved with that. But guess what? We, changed, we have the same attitude. We can do whatever we want, just show up on Sunday. What if I told you that, guess what? The good news is Jesus goes with you. So whatever you did Monday, Tuesday, he went with you. He doesn't stay in this building. This building is not the church. We are the church. Oh, no, I didn't know he was with me yesterday when I was watching that one movie. No, he didn't share popcorn with you. But he was there. He goes everywhere we go. Unless we tell him not to. Amen? And so Peter was trying to remind them, he says, Listen, let me give you an example. At the end of the times, right? At the signs of the times, at the end, towards the last days, he says, This is what's gonna happen abundance of what? Sin, abundance of perversion. But most of all, an explosion of violence. And if you look today, there's so many violence taking place, it's ridiculous. Amen. And it's a spirit. I'll say it again. It's a spirit. You know how we know that? Because guess what? There's, sometimes there's some crazy thoughts that get in my head that I want to get violent with some people. You, pastor, you want to get violent? I'm just going to be honest with you. I, some, there's some thoughts in my head and I get angry. When people do this or, or something happens, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm over being a Christian. I just want to smack somebody. I'm sure you're a pastor. You're going to talk like that. No, I'm just going to be honest with you. There's a spirit of violence that's in the air. And this is unthankful, unholy, unloving, unkind. No, listen, no loyalty, no truthfulness. There's, it's, just, it's just everywhere. At one time, the United States of America, listen, God, our God, was the one they talked about when they did the Pledge of Allegiance and you felt it, and you knew it, and you were proud to say it, but nowadays, it's, it's very difficult to even say the Pledge of Allegiance, because guess what? It's not cool no more to say the Pledge of Allegiance. It's not cool to say one nation under God. In fact, it started by some guy who says, you know what? I'm going to sit down when everybody's standing up. I mean, where do we get to a place where, where it's almost like anti-America in America, you know what? It has nothing to do with America. It's the spirit of the Antichrist. And so we turn our Bibles to 2 Peter, and this is what it says. But beloved, he's talking to us. I mean, he's talking to me. Do not forget this one thing that to the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. I'm gonna say, he's not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. Someone say us. Turn in here and say, to you, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Now let's stop there. Thank God. Say, thank God that God is patient. Thank God that we're under grace. But grace has a period that's over with. Thank God. Someone say, thank God. He didn't come 15 years ago. Or rapture the church 15 years ago. Or 20 years ago. Or even five days ago. Some say, thank God that he's patient. See, unlike God, he doesn't get anger with us like that, in that sense. You know, we we have a spirit of anger. He doesn't get angry. He's long-suffering toward us. He is patient with us. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. When God brings his anger, he's going to bring it on the devil. He's going to bring it on the evil he's not going to bring it on his children no do don't, don't get me wrong he will discipline his children because he loves us there's a difference he disciplines without anger amen how many fathers discipline with anger sometimes and you wish you could take it back only a few sometimes I, I discipline Joaquin with anger it's too late when I'm in the air flying like this I wish I could take it back, but the discipline is because I love him, but I, I learned how. And God doesn't discipline like that. God disciplines us because he loves us, but he doesn't discipline with anger. Amen? So he's, he's, he's not, and Peter's trying to explain. Because if we did the math of one day's a thousand years, a thousand years, how long has Jesus been gone for? And what did he do on the third day? He rose. How long was something from Adam to now? Six thousand years. According to this scripture, how long is Adam to now? 6,000, we are going into the 7,000 year, right? Amen? And on the 7,000 year, he rested. And we're going to get into it because there's going to be a thousand years of peace on earth. But we're not going to get into that just yet because we've got a long ways to go. Amen? And so Peter's just reminding the people of what Jesus taught him. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter twenty-four. Now let me remind you real quick. When Jesus was getting ready to be crucified, someone he's getting ready to be crucified, he found it so important that he explained to them. He didn't leave them with no answers. He left them with all the answers that they needed. Amen. He didn't leave them guessing. And so he had the disciples and he's teaching them right before he's going to be crucified. And let me explain to you in chapter 23, let me explain real quick what he was explaining to them is he came up and he began to call out the religious leaders. Now, I don't know about you, if it was my last few days on earth, I don't think i would be rebuking the church. I want you guys to remember me in a nice way. No. I don't think you you want me to say, "Ah," you know, and yet, you know what Jesus did? few days before he starts calling all the pharisees whitewashed tombs brood of vipers this religious establishment is not of me it's from the devil it's an antichrist spirit and so the and so the disciples were kind of kind of confused they were confused because they're saying wait a second Jesus isn't this your house isn't this your temple don't they teach in your temple But not even that, look how big and look how beautiful and look how many followers they have. Hello? Sound familiar? Look how big. Look how beautiful. Look how many followers they have. Jesus, could they be wrong? And Jesus looks at that temple and says this. Let me tell you something. Not one stone will be left upon another. And they looked at Jesus like, wait a second. We believe that you could raise the dead. Hello. We believe that you could feed multitudes. We believe in all the things, the miracles you did. We believe in your teachings. But now you're telling us not one stone will be left unturned. Do you realize how big these stones are, Jesus? Do you realize how long it took them to build this Jesus? And they begin to kind of tell Jesus. Don't we do that sometimes? How many people pray like that? Lord, I pray for my sister so-and-so. She's at the hospital right now and she's dealing with this. She's in bed number two. Hey, let me explain. You said, Jesus knows where she's at. Anybody pray like that? Father, I pray for my nephew. He's, he's over there. He, he's dealing with this. God knows who your nephew is. Jesus knows who your nephew is. He knows these things. Listen, you don't have to explain to him he's there. And so they begin to explain, Jesus, Jesus, do you know how many, you know how many bricks this is, and you know how much it costs, and do you know how big this is and how beautiful it is? And you know this and this? And Jesus is probably looking at them like, are you joking? Who do you think designed it? Who do you think instructed how to build it? Now, when I say these stones are huge, these stones were huge. I mean, they they had no mortar, they were just laid on top of each other. They were gigantic. In fact, when they were built, nobody could even hear a sound how they were built. And they look and say, how beautiful this temple is, Jesus. And how many people follow him? And and how many, look at the Pharisees, this religious system. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And Jesus says, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, not one stone will be left upon each other. And then begins to explain. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple. Someone say he departed from the temple. And his disciples came up to him to show him the buildings of the temple. <laughs> I still laugh at that. They want to guide him. Here we have the stones and dirt. Have you ever had a little kid, like you, you did something and, and you already know what's up, and the little kid tried to explain to you? What, what doesn't that make you laugh a little bit? Right? And, well, you got these disciples trying to explain to Jesus, Jesus, look at this beautiful temple, and look what's going on here. Look at this good system that they have. Uh, Why would you do that? Why would you say that they're all going to be unturned? Because he's prophesying, and he's giving them signs, and he's giving them examples. And he's saying, listen, didn't I not tell you these things? Just like when he says, just like Jonah, I'm going to be in the belly of a whale for what? Or the belly of a fish for three days. And that will be a sign to you. You look for a sign, this is your sign. And he says, You want to know when these things are gonna take place? I'm gonna tell you when. And he says, Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to him to show him these buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to him, Do you not see these things? Or surely I say to you, not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat in the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately. Someone say privately. And he says, tell us, when will these things be? Someone say, question number one. And will be the, what will be the sign of your coming? Question number two. And at the end of the age, question number three. It wasn't just one question that they asked. They asked three questions. Okay, Jesus, tell us when this temple is going to be destroyed. Okay, Jesus, tell us when you're going to come back. Okay, Jesus, and tell us when the end of the age is. Because obviously, we're wrong. You see, when Jesus died and was crucified, when he was, he was lifted up, listen, the, the angel goes, listen, the same way you have seen him being taken up, the same way he's coming back. Come on, somebody. That's what they said. And so guess what they were looking for? The next day, they were looking for him to come back. Because that, that's what the angel told them. They seen Jesus depart, and they said, okay, he must be coming back tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day. And now it's been two days or 2,000 years later. And this is what he says. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. Now we'll stop there. Now the temple, when Jesus said this, I'm gonna say, when Jesus said this, someone say, 40 years later, Rome conquered the temple. Now they were gov- they were their government was authority at that time, but yet Titus, when he was told the people, listen, do whatever you do to put them down. But guess what? Don't even mess with the temple. But one of the soldiers, what he did, he he had a torch, and he throws it in the temple, and it began to burn. And as doing so, as the, the temple began to burn, let me tell you something. All the gold in the temple began to mount and seep out, seep out of the building. And so them seeing the gold, they took every single stone And turn it over, someone say, 40 years later. So there goes your first question. It got answered. When when is this going to happen to the temple? Well, Jesus said, you'll see it 40 years later and it happened. In other words, God don't lie. When Jesus says something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Why every stone unturned? Because they wanted to get the gold from the temple. That's why. So it makes sense now. Amen? Okay, so then he says this. And they will say to you, listen, and for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. Now, let me explain to you something. From Adam, someone say from Adam, to Jesus. Amen? Let me explain real quick. When Jesus came, the woman says, we are waiting for the Messiah. Someone say the Messiah. We are waiting for the Christ. Someone say the Christ. Jesus says, I am he. Amen? So he proclaimed himself of being the Christ. Someone say, since Adam, when God prophesied over Adam and Eve, he says, You shall strike his, he shall strike your heel, but you shall crush his head. He was speaking of what? The Christ, the Messiah. Amen? Amen? Remember that? He shall strike your heel, but you shall crush his head. He was talking about the Christ. Someone say, The Christ. Do you know from Adam? Listen to this. From Adam, all the way to Jesus, nobody said that they were the Messiah. Nobody said they were the Christ. Not one person ever claimed to be the Messiah or the Christ. And all of a sudden, Jesus, the real, genuine Jesus Christ, shows up on the scene, the genuine, then all of a sudden, the counterfeit has to happen. To me, that's good news, though, that nobody claimed to be the Messiah, one did claim the Messiah. Proved that he was the Messiah. And guess what? We don't have to look for a false Messiah. We don't have to look for a false Christ. And he says, many will come in my name and say they're the Christ. Let me tell you something. In 130 AD, some 130 AD, there was a gentleman named Simon Barcoca who claimed to be the Christ. He looked at Jerusalem and he began to start a revolution. And he had all these people following him. And he said, listen, I am the eastern star. He says, Jesus was a false Christ. But it's funny, he says he was a false Christ when there was never, no one ever mentioned there were Christ before Jesus. In other words, he was the false Christ. He caused all these people to to stir up and to follow him. Now let me explain to you something, what was taking place. They were under this scrutiny. They were under this torture. This is why, prior to that, Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem he wept over the city of Jerusalem he says listen to me oh I wanted to gather you and to love you and to help you and to teach you and to be there for you but you denied me he says how you kill the prophets and destroy those who love you in other words yes I was rude listen I was rebuking and I want to help you out here I was rebuking the religious people but I wasn't rebuking my children I was rebuking the religious system of the Antichrist, but I wasn't, I wasn't rebuking. I love my children. I would have, I'm dying for my children. He says, I wanted to gather you. I wanted to love you. I wanted to help you. I wanted to teach you, but you refused. And so, guess what? When Jesus was crucified, and then he went up to heaven, Jesus and all his disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. 40 days later, they began to start a revolution. But guess what? That's when Titus came in and destroyed the temple. And so now you have this people, and he sur- they surrounded Jerusalem. And the children, listen, the children of Israel are so hungry that they begin to what? Eat belts and do things that are unheard of because they were such in torment. Now, all of a sudden, you have on the scene, listen, on the scene, this guy, Simon, and he says, listen, that guy's a false Christ. I'm going to lead you. Sounds like a spirit of antichrist to me. Jesus is not working. Where is he at? I thought he was supposed to come back tomorrow. I thought he was supposed to come back 20 days or 40 days or 70 days. Listen, how do he allow the temple to happen like that? And listen, your people are starving. Your people are hungry. You guys are doing things that you shouldn't be doing. Let me explain to you something. If you follow me, I will give you food. I will take you to a better place. We'll get out of this system. We can destroy Rome. Let me tell you something. It sounds familiar—the same type of antichrist spirit today. Where is this Jesus? You guys are still struggling. You're still dealing with stuff. Let me tell you something: out of all Christianity, out of all the religions, including Christianity, Christianity is is the only the religion that's not growing. Other religions are growing leaps and bounds, except for Christianity. You know why? Where's our Jesus at? Nobody's talking about him. Where's the power? Where's the authority? Where's all these things that Jesus said he was gonna do? And where's all the power and authority and, and the love? Where these Christians don't love. If they if they were so loved, they would accept everybody. Hello? If, they're, if they are such loving Christians, they would accept everything. They would accept all religions. They would accept everybody doing whatever they want to do. Sounds like a spirit of Antichrist. And nothing changed. There's nothing new under the sun. So this Simon, listen, this Simon takes this group of people. Someone say 580,000 Jews into battle. Guess what? 580,000 Jews died in the first battle. It cost them their lives to follow a lie. So shouldn't we cost us our lives to follow the truth? I said it cost them their lives to follow a lie into a battle. Should we not battle in the truth for victory? And so he says this right here, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And will what? Now, when you think about it, I am the Christ, he's not just speaking like, I am Jesus. He didn't say, I am Jesus. He says, I am the Christ. In other words, a Messiah, is, his job to do is have movement. is to, to gather some people like a revolution and to cause a stir and to, 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 it's called a change, to change the environment. And you know, there's so many people who don't say, I am the Christ. They don't use the word Christ, but they want to claim that they have something to move people, to cause people to, you know, like Jesus, if Jesus ain't working. Let's try this. And so when I say that we're struggling as Christians, because there's a lot of things out there that seems like it's working. Amen? There's a lot of religions out there that seems like they think their buildings are pretty big. Their services are pretty big. Look at those temples. Look at those buildings. Look at this. Look at that. And it seems like they know what they're doing. Jesus, are you sure? Are you sure this is the way it's supposed to be? I mean, come on, God. I mean, give us a sign right? Give us a sign, God, to know that you're real. You know what he says? I already gave you one. I already gave you one. I died on the cross, and I rose from the dead, and this is why when he was talking about Lazarus and the rich man, he was talking about Lazarus and the rich man when the rich man, listen, the rich man went to hell. He went to a place of torment, he tells, he tells Abraham, Abraham, let me go back and warn my brothers and sisters. Let me go back and warn my family. This place, hell, is real. And you know what, Jesus, and you know what Abraham tells them? Listen, if they had the prophets, they had the, they had the book, even if one died and rose from the dead, they still wouldn't believe him. So listen, when you struggle... When you're dealing with your issues and you're dealing with your you know your your relationship, because that's what we call Christianity, when you're a relationship with God, remember, guess what? Nobody else died, nobody else rose the dead, from the dead. Not, scientists say that he did. Historians say that they did. Even the devil knows he did. And so when you're kind of struggling and you're thinking, oh, who are we gonna follow? Who's gonna go for us? Who's gonna listen? He's talking to us and saying, listen, you be still and know that I am God. And it says that you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. So now remember what he says. These things are going to happen first. Remember they asked him three questions? Three questions. The first one got answered. Keep going. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places, all things are beginning of sorrows. Some of the beginning of sorrows. Jesus said this, and in this world you will have sorrows. In this world you will have tribulations. He says, but be of good cheer. Some say, be of good cheer, because I have overcome. Do you know that you are more than conquerors? That you are more than overcomers? That we are, we are listen, our daddy overcame death, so that means we can overcome death. Our daddy overcame this hostility, so we can overcome this hostility. And so then he answers the second question. He says, Listen to this one. He says, Gentiles will trample on Jerusalem. Say, Jerusalem. Trample on Jerusalem and take over Jerusalem. And he says, You will scatter. And all the Israelites scattered. They scattered for every place they could hide. You know how long they scattered for? You know how long they are hiding for? Someone say 2,000 years. 2,000 years. Jesus has been gone for 2,000 years. And he says, Jerusalem, someone say, Jerusalem is going to be trampled on by Gentiles until that time is up. Someone say, time is up. In 1967, so it was in 1967, 2,000 years later, Israel claimed back Jerusalem. Uh-oh. Two thousand years ago, they were scattered. You know what the odds of that happening is? Anybody wear contacts like me? Take a contact, go on a helicopter, throw it in the ocean, and find it. That is the odds of a nation being scattered throughout the whole world, and all of a sudden getting back. Jerusalem which Jesus prophesied just like he prophesied the temple would be destroyed he prophesied that it will be trampled on by Gentiles so that the year of the Gentiles are fulfilled in 1967 two years later uh, two years later a legend was born oh, that was my birthday I'm just playing just playing I had to throw that in there to mess with you in 1967 Israel reclaimed Jerusalem someone say amen but the good news is this or to some people, it's the bad news. He said, "Guess what? That generation." Someone say that generation, the generation in 1967. Someone say 1967, will see the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, these are not my words. These are the words of Jesus. You ask me questions. Jesus said, You ask me questions, I'll give you three answers. Listen, the temple will be destroyed, Jerusalem will be trampled on, and guess what? That generation will see the second coming of the Lord. That will be the end of the age. So, how much time do you guys have? Is it time to hide? Is it time to have fear? Is it time to, you know, oh, sell everything? Let's go to a mountain. If you're going to go to the mountain, it's just to worship. It just says, listen, hey, you know what? He's right. His spirit would not always strive with man. The temple was destroyed. Israel claimed Jerusalem in 1967. That generation will see the second coming of the Lord. Oh, my goodness, there will be an explosion of perversion, an explosion of violence, an explosion of this. There's a spirit of the Antichrist that rules this world. Jesus said it. He has nothing to do with me. The time of darkness has come. But you guys, we are the light of this world. I said we are the light of this world. He says, You don't put a light underneath something, you put it on top so it can shine. How are they supposed to know about your Jesus when we're trying to hide? Everybody's leaving the closet and the Christians are going into the closet. How are they supposed to know about your Jesus? I said, How are they supposed to know about your Jesus? Where are the narrow minded? Why can't we just believe that everybody else is good? Why is it your God that's perfect? Why is it your God that's this? Why is it your God? Why can't you get along with everybody? Love is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him would not perish but have eternal life. Love is love. But guess what? You better make sure it's agape love. Because all those other loves, it's just a fantasy. And as Christians, it's time for us to rise up. To educate yourself in the word. Not to hide and not to say, you know what, I have my salvation and I'm ready. Listen, we have the oil. We talked about that last week, right? And, the, and then that represents what? The Holy Spirit. But there's some Christians that have half oil. Because they told half of the Holy Spirit to leave, and eventually the holy, the rest of it will leave too. They will never have enough to make it. So why can't we tell them now to get your oil ready? People get ready. Jesus is coming soon. We'll be coming home. Five hundred and eighty. Five hundred and eighty thousand. Someone say five hundred and eighty thousand. Died. For listening to a counterfeit. Do you remember the video I showed you? About who? George Washington? It says who was the first president. You remember that? George Washington. George Washington. I know it's George Washington. And everybody convinced him that it wasn't. Who's the answer? Who? Someone said it. Who? Hey, listen, if you're going to say it like that, don't even say it at all. Jesus Who's the answer? Who's your Messiah? Who's the Christ? Who's your Lord? Who's the king? Who's the alpha? Who's your wonderful counselor? Don't don't let the devil change that. I said don't let him change that. I don't care what you go through, and I don't care if you're starving. You would, I would, you would, listen, it's better for you to starve to death and get to heaven to eat and then go to hell. Now, before we close in prayer, somebody say, Pastor, tell me some good news. Louder than that. Say, Pastor, tell me some good news. We started our renovation in our children back Our playground area, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. We had more uh, gopher holes back there and stuff back there than you know what. We couldn't do that to the little kids, so we we're gonna shut it down, and we're gonna renovate it, amen. We already graded it. Now we got to prepare for concrete. And then we're going to buy no more wood stuff. We're going to buy all those big old plastic things so the kids could have fun, put some lights out there, put some, so they could have a blast. Then we're going to put some little cars and so then go in circles. Because how many people know that maybe we like an hour and a half service? Amen? Someone say amen? Somebody like, man, I want to go a long time ago. Maybe you should go in the children's ministry. Right? But a two-year-old, a three-year-old, and a four-year-old, they don't want to go for an hour and a half. Now, you can't fault them, right? I mean, Irma can don't teach them so much theology. They want to go back and play. Okay, so we're going to do it together. Amen? We're going to take an offering, and we'll probably take another one, and we're going to finish that project. And I'm going to show you before and after pictures. If you don't believe me, you can, you can take a peek through the back, right by the, where the, right, Jesse? It's crazy back there, right? Right? Dennis, you take the kids back there, right? You can't take them back to do Wednesday because it's gone. But we're going to do it. Amen? And so I'm going to ask if, please, give. Every single penny is going to go back into that children's ministry. Whatever it might be, let's do it. Amen? Amen? Don't get quiet on me. God is still good. These are for the children. Amen? And so right now, with all eyes closed and heads bowed, Father, we just pray right now for this offering. Whatever it might be, Lord. Lord, let us use it for the concrete. I'm not even going to tell you what we need it for. You already know everything. Father, you know what we need even before we ask. So, Father, right now, we just pray for the children's ministry right there, Lord. We pray for the back that you'd make it safe, that you provide, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, because you always provide. You're always good. And, Lord, we pray for these men and women who are going to give. Lord, let them, Lord, I just pray that this seed, listen, I'm going to pray that this seed will be multiplied, that God will bless you back a hundredfold. And some of you are going to come back and you're going to testify, like, God, you know what, you blessed me back a hundredfold. And it's not because this is a prosperity thing, name it and claim it. It's because it's a God thing. When you sow good seed, you get back good fruit. And so, Father, right now, we sow good seed. Let it fall on good soil. Let it produce a hundredfold. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your warning. We thank you for what you're telling us, Lord. It seems like we're, we're living in those times right now, Lord. In fact, we know we're living in those times. But you did not give us a spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind, Lord. We're going gonna, we're gonna to live like we got a thousand years, or we're going to live like we have an hour to live. Either way, we're going to live with you. You said in your word... If we die with you, then we will reign with you. So whether we live, we live for Christ. And whether we die, we die for Christ, for we are the Lord's. And so, Father, take this offering and multiply it for your goodness and for your, for your kingdom, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and start taking the offering. Now, listen, this is a quick altar call, real quick. If you've been struggling as a Christian, and, and just, just be honest. Just saying, man, I, I, every single, and look at Paul struggled. How many people know that the great apostle Paul struggled? He said, it's no longer that I do it. It's a sin that dwells in me. Every single time I try to do good, it's that, that messed up sin. Amen? Well, guess what? We all deal with temptation. We all deal with sin. But be like Paul and just say, hey, you know what? Oh, wretched man that I am, I need help. And so if that's what you, if you're dealing with that sin and you're dealing with that, that stuff, I just want you to come to the altar right now. No one's going to lay hands. I'm just going to pray for you, and then we can just close in prayer.